Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Episode 41, Adam. 41? 41. We've done these this many? <laughs> yeah, we're almost at a year in. Oh, God. Um, what are we doing with our lives, Matt? <laughs> it's more like, what are the people doing with their lives listening to us for I know. 41 episodes? Um, or try and sponsor We're trying. Us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll have to do some sort of promotion at some point. Be like, hey, if you donate X amount of dollars, we'll put your name on the studio wall for like a month or something. Yeah, the studio wall full of the Starship Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and some Megazords. <laughs> <laughs> and a lovely picture of Yosemite. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Which... In the right light, you can still read the Enterprise poster behind it, because I was too lazy to take it out. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you still see it say Enterprise D on it. Um, D's nuts. <laughs> but I digest. But I wanted to tell, putting up a fun fact before we really got into anything. Um, so, 41 episodes. There's an interesting stat out there that, obviously, during the pandemic, a lot of people started podcasts. Um, obviously, we were at the end of the pandemic, we started a podcast, but... 72% of all podcasts worldwide don't go past three episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I guess we're just persevering. We're just special that just way. Just ramming it through. <laughs> you know. Uh, no lube. We're, 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 uh, we're, we're podcast ramrod. <laughs> Ram, car ramrod. Say car ramrod. Over. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, this is the Have a Drink of Some Geeks podcast. I'm your host, Matt. I'm Adam. All right. And before we get into the meat of the episode, we're going to talk about where to find us. We're at Geek Drink Pod at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, last week, we were at HotGirlCams.com. Turns out no one wants to log in and watch HotGirlCams.com, us do podcasts. So I've moved us to HotCamGirlsFree. Now you don't have to pay to watch. Ooh. So that's how you entice them. Yeah, yeah you, and I had to get the hook in. Yeah, I had to make some good hashtags like hashtag Dilf, um, <laughs> hashtag Dad Bod, like hashtag hashtag <laughs> Two Guys One Cup, <laughs> hashtag Two Guys Two Two cans Bottles. Of beers. <laughs> Oh, we don't know what we're doing anymore. Yeah, nope, not anymore. Um, but yeah, so find us on all those platforms. Leave a comment, review, give us a, a rating. Tell us what you think of this week's episode or past week's episodes. And we've covered everything from the Obi Wan Kenobi series to Guardians of the Galaxy to Zelda to Metal Gear to Dune. Yeah, well. Bringing up Metal Gear. Oh, God. We'll talk about that later. Okay. But, um, and it won't be a record of the week. It's just something we've got to talk about just briefly. something we got to mention. <laughs> um, but uh, let's go ahead and talk about our drink of the week. Grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. And Adam, you brought this to our attention this week. What'd you bring? Uh, yes, I brought this uh, Streamside Strawberry Blonde Ale. And now, Matt, you were telling me this is from Loveland. Loveland. 
Yeah. In yeah. Colorado. Loveland, yep. Colorado. From the uh, Big Thompson Brewery. Yeah, we... So, as you probably have figured out, we're all based in Colorado, so we kind of like our local brews. Um, so it doesn't have an percentage on here. Um, it doesn't, but... That's okay. Yeah, well, we'll just... I like... We'll just roll with yeah, it and see like the, what happens. I like the government labels when it's like, don't operate a car, machinery. I like, I'm glad it doesn't say don't operate a podcast under the influence. <laughs> That's going to be the next one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, well, we, we love our Colorado local brews, so... Yeah. So here. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Mm. Ooh. I get the strawberry. Instantly. Mm-hmm. Good hop on the back end. Yeah. Um, so before we dive into what we're talking about this week, um, I had to bring up a different drink we tried this week. Um, so when we came back from Scotland, you know, obviously I had to bring a bottle of Jameson back. So, oh. Yeah, the other night we had that game night, um, and we sampled some of the Jameson Crested. And before I ask your reaction on it, Adam... So a little bit about it, folks, and we'll have it as a drink of the week soon enough. Jameson Crest is not available in the U.S., so if you're a U.S. listener, I'm sorry. You can't get it unless you go to Ireland or Canada. It's in Canada. Um, ooh, excuse me. The So Jameson, when it was first manufactured, was aged in sherry casks. Mm-hmm. Um, and up until, the six, up until the 70s or 80s, Jameson, would, especially in Ireland, would sell... The barrels to pubs, and the pubs would pour their own bottles. Yeah, they took control of that process because the pubs were watering it down to get more out of it, and yeah. it wasn't true Jameson. Um, so this recipe is a harken back to that because modern Jameson is aged in sherry casks, and then the other half of it's aged in bourbon cask, which mm-hmm. is made in Kentucky, and then they're mixed together. Mm-hmm. Um, which is obviously a bigger hit for American audiences because we like our bourbon. We do like our bourbon. <laughs> so what did you think of this? Um, well, no, I loved it. It was uh, sweeter. Like, Which is weird because a lot of people think it's spicier. Like It it just had more honey okay. like notes to it, which was kind of the, the thing that I kind of walked away with. Because I've tried all kinds of Jameson and... Like whether it be the Black Barrel, the or Stout, the Castmates, yeah. or any of those, they have a Jameson IPA now. Like whiskey, oh, I'm not sure I how that would be good. Like, like they had a Castmates that they did with IPA, and it doesn't taste very good. And then I don't think so. Um, but it just kind of like you got more of the like the honey and the vanilla. Okay. You got like some more of those notes from it. And, it's interesting because. As we were, you can tell, like, yeah. I'm a kind of a whiskey scoop. We both are. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting because when we were tasting it in the distillery, one of the notes on there that they talk about, and you could definitely, I thought you could taste it, was chocolate. Yeah. A little bit of spiciness to it. And it's interesting. So if you have, let's say, hypothetically, we'll probably do this maybe for like our 50th. You do a shot of Jameson, and then a little bit later, you do a shot of the, uh, the, the Jameson Crested. And you just smell regular Jameson. Regular Jameson smells so much sweeter. Okay. So, we'll have to try that next time. I mean, Irish whiskey, I think, always has focused more on the, like, the vanilla notes, the, like, 
those sort of sweeter notes. Yeah. Whereas like a scotch yeah. focuses on a random profile of a bunch of different notes. Um, and then bourbons tend to do like more smoky and yeah with the, with the charred barrel and everything yeah, you do yeah. here. So all right, well, we folks, could we could do a whole oh god episode yeah. about that, but we probably will at some point. Um, so now that we've talked about our drink, Adam, it's time to talk about our topic of the week. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? And so last week we discussed the 1998 classic Last Lost in Space. Last in Space. Lost in Space. (laughs) This week we're going to go forward to Christmas 1999. A year ahead. A year ahead. Jumping into the future. Um, This movie was also kind of a cult classic. Mm. It was only a $45 million budget and took in $90 million at the box office. Granted, Christmas time, understandable. Um, We're going to talk about Galaxy Quest. Yes! (laughs) So... Galaxy Quest. Here we are, yet another movie with a big name cast. Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Tony Shalhoub, uh, Sam Rockwell. Oh, yeah. God, he was one of my favorite parts of this film. <laughs> and then a surprise appearance by uh, Rain Wilson. Yes. And in like one of his earliest roles. <laughs> uh, Ray Will- Rain Wilson, Justin Long, one of his earliest roles as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was in here that I can't think of their name. Um, Missy Pyle. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. She's very much a character actress that's always yeah. a good guest minor role actress, but she's always really good. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't think it was... I don't know, Adam. You tell me your thoughts. Do you think they made it... To be a direct parody of Star Trek, or is it paying a little bit of a tribute to Star Trek? Well, I think J.J. Abrams is on record saying this is the best Trek film (laughs) ever made. (laughs) Um, I think... Kind of, like, there's a lot of aspects of it that kind of mirror, like, what the original actors kind of went through. Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, you can definitely see Tim Allen be an analog of William Shatner. Yeah, but it's like apparently like the whole scene in the bathroom where like they were like, oh, this is such a joke. And that's kind of his breaking point. Apparently William Shatner really had that happen. Um, So I think, yeah, it's kind of the best Star Wars film or like Star Trek film. So... Fun fact: I never made doing research before we got into this episode. In 2013, it was voted the seventh best Star Trek movie by StarTrek.com. There you go. So top seven. Yeah, you could almost like joke around and say like, yeah, the the protector is part of Starfleet. (laughs) It's just different crew, different group. (laughs) Um. So the protector on its on its side, it said, I think it's an NTE protector. Yes. Stands for not the Enterprise. Not the Enterprise. <laughs> so, you know, let's talk about the cast a little bit here. Um, obviously, Tim Allen is, at, especially at this point, a rising star. Kind of like the way Matt LeBlanc was last week in Lost in Space. Yes. I would argue, obviously, Tim Allen's a little bit more 
successful well, in well, his he film had, career. I think he had a little bit more of a foothold from like Toy Story. Like Toy Story and like Home Improvement. Like he had some kind of clout. Yeah. Um, whereas like, yeah, Matt LeBlanc in the last episode just was, I'm Joey on Friends, but yeah. um, he definitely was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna try and play that William Shatner like comparison like and just lean into it um and I love the fact that like he and this is something I've heard of Bill um at conventions it's like he just loves his fans he leans into all of that and then maybe it Feeds his ego. Who knows? Well, but... From what I've heard, and we could do a whole podcast on on this subject alone, like conventions and actors. Um, from what I've heard, is it isn't until his later life that William Shatner really embraced the fandom and being Captain Kirk. Yeah, he was always trying to get out of the shadow of being Captain Kirk to the point where he went and did T.J. Hooker. Yeah, um, and it wasn't until the nineties and the original series movies ended and that was it that he kind of had to embrace the fact that this made him rich famous and a household name well it's like you even look at how um like the first movie the star trek motion picture it's like how he portrayed himself in that he was like had his chest hair out yeah like, I'm just... It's showing me that sex symbol he was ten years earlier. Yeah, and it just wasn't no. playing, but... I mean, hey, like... Bill, do your thing. We love you. <laughs> we love <Yeah>. you, Bill. <laughs> so, I think Tim Allen does a good job kind of portraying those character traits yeah. in this. Because, you know, he's showing up to the conventions hungover... Late. Late, doesn't yeah. give a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the rest of the cast is like, hey, this makes us money and pays our bills. We're not hugely famous because of this, but we can live off of this. Yeah, but don't ruin it for and us. And also, like, some of them are like, like Alan Rickman. <laughs> I'm about to bring it up. Like, I played Richard the Third. I got five curtain calls. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, look at me, look at me now. It's like is there at a like a Walmart grand opening, cutting the ribbon. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> By Grabthaw's Hammer. <laughs> Water savings. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let's just talk about Alan Rickman. This is right before his Harry Potter fame. Yes. He's still a pretty well-known actor. He's done, at this point, Dogma, um, Die, Die Hard. Hard. Yeah. So, it's not like he's up-and-coming star, he's still kind of at this B-list, I would say, level, even though in hindsight now we're like, oh, he was an A-lister at this point. I mean, apparently he hated the sci-fi genre. I read this on, like, the IMDb trivia, but apparently he hated sci-fi. Okay. Completely. But he read the script and thought it was so funny, he was like, oh, I gotta do this. It was. (laughs) Um, so you've got him, uh, you've got Sigourney Weaver obviously playing kind of a... A legend. 
a freaking legend. Yes. yes, and she's playing almost a against typecast role for her. Yes. Because she's been Ripley. She's, she's always been the strong, strong female, female, like, badass survivor, yeah. badass woman. And she, she is kind of almost... She just repeats the computer. Yeah. She's she's just the eyepiece. That she's the sex show. symbol. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Tony Shalhoub. So this is pre, <laughs> pre-bunk. Yes. Tony Shalhoub is awesome. Okay. So apparently, like, we'll bring this up right now, I guess. Apparently, there was a bunch of cut content from Galaxy Quest. Um, but apparently, he was supposed to be completely high off his ass <laughs> like during the filming uh, like during all these events he was supposed to be like just completely stoned. I didn't realize that but yeah but it yeah. makes sense right <laughs> it does now looking back at it um, um, I think even like Sam Rockwell was like what are you stoned now <laughs> yeah Sam Rockwell his character just cracks me up because he was a child actor in one episode for like 10 seconds. Yeah. And goes on the convention circuit with them and tries to make himself be this bigger than... Yeah. Well, apparently he based it all around like kind of Bill Paxton in Aliens. Where he's just like, game over, man. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was his whole thing that he tried to do. And it was hilarious. <laughs> and like, I love the line that he had like where... They finally, like, the pod comes down on the alien planet, and it opens up, and they're like, what are you doing? You're opening up this thing? Well, you don't know. <laughs> Can we breathe this air? <laughs> and it's like, he's he's the most, like, practical, logical character, like, in terms of self-preservation. Oh, yeah. Whereas Tony Shalhoub is, like, I'm good with whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, he's now apparently stoned, but he's also, like, loving the fact that Missy Pyle's alien is just obsessed with him yeah. and totally in love with him. Um, you've got Sam Rockwell, who we talked about. Um, Daryl Mitchell, who plays... Who was a kid when the show was going yeah, on. Yeah, Laredo. Laredo. Kind of the... Analogy to what Will Wheaton was in Next Gen. Yeah, he's he was the pilot. Yep, and <laughs> I love I love that scene where they're finally like they're taking the protector out um, for the first time, and it's just like crunching, yeah, scratching on the station. <laughs> it's just funny. Um, so it's probably something that Orville would have done. Yeah, well, and I think, like, yeah, this is definitely a precursor to the Orville, like... Which is another thing we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah, we'll have to get there at some point, but I think this does it better, because <laughs> it's funnier. It would have been better if the Orville did it like this. Like, oh, yeah. Almost like, do it as a Galaxy Quest TV series. So, we'll, we'll <laughs> diverge on that subject right now. Apparently, HBO is working on a Galaxy Quest TV show now. Mm. So how do you feel about that? It's Not knowing what they're going to do with cast-wise or anything else. Yeah, it's hard because it's like... I, I would want them to bring back who they can, but it's like, yeah, 
Alan Rickman has unfortunately passed on, and he was oh Paramount think, looking for it oh Paramount so, but uh, it's he was one of the most funny parts of the whole series where it was like him and Jason like where he finally gets like I saved everyone and everyone still is giving Jason the credit and oh so some of the people working on the Galaxy Quest oops sorry the Galaxy Quest um TV series is Simon Pegg oh okay that could be interesting yeah I mean, he's a big uh, Trekkie. Oh, he's a big sci-fi fan in general. Yeah. Um, so, um, going back to the cast a little bit. Obviously, we have... Um, we've talked about the core crew. Uh, let's talk about uh, Enrico Cataloni. Um, he plays the head alien um, who recruits Tim Allen and the crew to... Mathazar. Mathazar, yeah. He's Mathazar. Um and so, for those of you who haven't seen it, you need to stop. Go you watch this. Mathazar <laughs> is leader of this alien race, and they believe these the actors... termites! <laughs> yeah. They believe these actors really are the characters they betrayed because they've seen the TV show... Yeah. On, on you know, the signal beam from Earth, and so they've built their own protector, and they've recruited these actors to be the crew could they actually think they're the characters yes um and at first like tim allen thinks there's a bunch of groupies and fanboys and film some yeah, sort of fan, fan film. film and he's yeah. like, whatever if it pays i'll do it and then when he actually realizes he's in space he's like this is the real deal let's go do this we can make a difference um i almost think it's it starts more with it's kind of feeding his ego oh god still. yeah where he thinks he's like, I'm the commander, and I'm doing all this stuff, and this is great. But then when he realizes that there's real-life consequences, that's when things kind of start to turn. <laughs> um, so, let's talk about just one of my favorite scenes and rewatching it recently again obviously for the podcast and what it brought to light because of a video game I've been playing when they beam to the planet and they fight the giant rock creature mm-hmm. does it not make you think now of Zelda and the giant taluses you had to fight sort of yes yeah. Uh, yeah it's very similar <laughs> just um, just a comparison Yeah. by the way uh, I love when they get to that alien planet they're looking for that beryllium beryllium sphere Mm -hmm. but um (laughs) they look like miners yeah they gotta be like four or five miners not miners (laughs) (laughs) that's that's like one of my favorite jokes (laughs) So, what do you think of, let's just divulge on this a little bit in terms of, let's pretend this was a TV show we were watching, and they go to activate the Omega-13 device, Mm -hmm. and we never get another episode. Which is kind of how... Which is what happens. Yeah. 
as a which did you love how they did like the letterbox aspect ratio yeah. at the beginning <laughs> it was great so as a geek and you're watching galaxy quest as it like a real series and it gets canceled at this episode yeah what is your reaction as a geek like how about very show I've ever watched just like oh <laughs> come on it brings back to Adam Firefly vibes <sighs> don't don't even get me started that'll be a whole other episode <laughs> um but no it's kind of like it's it kind of I think good TV shows kind of keep you on the hook a bit oh yeah and some bad TV shows keep you on the hook and then fail <laughs> lost but heroes heroes <laughs> um or is it gyros <laughs> but um we but a lot of if it's a good tv show that got kind of canceled before its time it kind of keeps you on that hook and you're kind of like oh come on i want to know more i want to i want more from it <laughs> and it's, uh, I think that's kind of what they were hinting at with, uh, the whole Galaxy Quest, like, TV series inside the, sh- the movie is like, oh, what's the Omega-13? And it's just the thing that keeps you, Arr. I didn't get that. Could you try again? Oh, thank oh, you, Siri. Thank you, British Siri. And classing it up with his watch being British Siri. I think she's South African. Oh, well, we're still classing it up. Um, so, do you think Galaxy Quest does service to people like you and me who are diehard die fans of a series, like a sci-fi series, like a Star Trek or a Star Wars or, or whatever it may be? Do you think showing that aspect of the fandom is paying justice? Yeah, I mean, I think it... It kind of takes where it kind of left off, almost. And I almost like you. You can, can you can kind of think about it like it's like almost like the series ended, and then all these people go there, kind of they're living their lives, and then it picks up just again. Kind of, like, I would say the best example of that would be like Star Trek. The yeah. original series, it ended, it was canceled in three seasons, and then enough fans loved it in reruns that, we'll make some movies and see how it does. Okay, yeah. the movie's doing great, let's make another show. And exactly. Just, and here we are, year 50 almost. Yeah. And, We're almost and year 60. Just kind of picking it up Yeah, almost now, and it's like, you can kind of talk about like what happened in between, but I think it's more important to be like oh this is the this is kind of the future journeys of these characters okay even though these characters are fake (laughs) it's kind of like oh this is kind of a fun little journey it's almost like an inception-esque quality where it's like we're watching actors play actors play sci-fi characters exactly Yeah. yeah so adam let's let's divulge a little bit into other spoofs of genres that we enjoy. So obviously we talked about Orville a little bit. Um, Orville being kind of initially a spoof 
on sci-fi movies and TV mm-hmm. shows, and then kind of becoming its own right franchise and yeah, it's very actually like story-driven TV show. Yeah. Um, what is another kind of parody genre-defining movie that you compare this to? Spaceballs. Okay, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Um, obviously, another more modern. We ain't found shit. <laughs> another more modern one, I would say, would be the Weird Al movie. Oh, I freaking because, love that movie. Yeah, and because it's a good. By the way, please watch the Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> movie. It's like Yankovic story on uh, Roku. Roku, no, Tubi, Tubi, something like that. Yeah, what? If, please try and find it. It's one of my favorite films of the past year um it was hilarious it was daniel radcliffe doing awesome stuff so roku yeah you're right yeah, roku. it's on roku so please check that out it's well worth it and you may have to watch a few commercials but yeah it's kind of it's definitely a like, like that show that movie i should say is definitely a a parody take on Music biopics that we've gotten recently, like, you yeah, know, the Walk like the Lines, the Bohemian Rhapsody, Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. um, Ray, those yeah. kind of movies. Um, another one that kind of brings to mind is This is Spinal Tap. Oh, oh, that's a great one. That's another good one. I, I kind of think fits within these kind of parody of genres, not just yeah. a, a franchise, but a parody of genres. Um, so, Adam, now that we've talked a little bit about, about the movie, tell me what do you think about the, the soundtrack of this movie? I mean, it felt really uh, kind of 60s in terms of like... Yeah, it definitely had that... Um, like kind of triumphant, yeah, that triumphant feel, yeah, that um, sci-fi kind of mm-hmm. epic theme song that you mm-hmm. you get from a Star Wars, from a Star Trek, from a, and then they 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 tweak it a little bit to try and make it a little bit more modern, yeah, um, because it's like yeah, when things start becoming a little bit more real for the characters, it's like you gotta kind of. Kind of crank it up a bit, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, but no, yeah, I loved the soundtrack for it. Okay. All right. So now that we've talked about the good parts of this movie. What is what is a hot take you have? Galaxy Quest. Uh I guess kind of that big thing. They kept saying like. It's this whole thing of the story continues. Yeah. Like, they can kind of hint at that at the end, where it's like... They get renewed for a new TV series. Yeah, but it's kind of... Like, my hot take is, like, okay, if you don't have Alan, should we do it anymore? Okay. That's kind of my thing. It's kind of... It's one of those things, like, is it... Do we do it out of respect, or do you do it... Like just as a tribute, or just we don't have the idea, or kind of like I would argue how it'd be impossible to do a a sequel or another Back to the Future movie without 
Um, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox, yeah. yeah. Which is funny because he's totally against doing another one, but Christopher Lloyd's like, I could do another one. But also, Michael J. Fox has Parkinson's and yeah. is thinking he's not going to live another couple of years. True. So but he's been, he been saying that for a decade. Yeah, but it's still, like, sad. Like, I oh, don't, yeah. I don't... Like, that's my thing. It's like, I would... I don't want to see anyone recast. No. In that role. I just want it to be... Like, if they didn't kill off... Um, Quellick, I think was his name. Like, have him take over the role. That would have been something. But they killed him. And then... So, Alan Rickman's passed, and yeah. it's like, okay, well, you have no one to fill that void. And it's kind of like, well, just why? But, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of the, I'm the cynic, and I kind of get into my head where I'm like, let's stop rehashing older ideas, if that makes sense. Like... Let's stop remaking good films or redoing good films. Let's remake things that suck. <laughs> That's what you're <laughs> like, saying. But, and, and yeah, I've said that before, but I'm like, and I got that idea from uh, Red Letter Media. Hashtag redlettermedia.com. Like, please uh, like us. I love you guys. But, um, but yeah, I just don't. I'm tired of seeing kind of like remakes and reboots and all that. Like I was talking with my girlfriend today and it's just like, okay, they're on fast 10 and it's kind of like, they're going to make it a trilogy to end it. And I'm just like, do you guys talk about Marvel fatigue? (laughs) I'm (laughs) done with this series a long time ago. I, so we'll digress a little bit to that kind of series. And we've talked about this before versus, you know, you are a little bit more of the artistic, let me go see an artisanal film and, and to be moved by it and have your pinky up while you're watching it. Oh, yeah. You think that's who I am? <laughs> no. No. I'm just saying. What know. a prick. And that's not like, what a prick. <laughs> it's more like, what a prick. Well, I say that in jest, but we've talked about this where it's like, I think a movie's great because it's just I enjoyed them being entertained and you we've talked about like but they've lost the thread completely <laughs> oh I I don't give a crap about the plot line of Fast and Furious I go because it is the entertainment spectacle of the month I go Tyrese because Gibson I in a rocket powered Trans Am yeah I can go That's and stupid. turn off my brain and just go <laughs> cars in space <laughs> That's where I go to see movies like that. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about this before. Like, you love Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. And we've talked about the artistic aspects of it. And I go, yeah, I slept through that movie. It's unfortunate because it's probably one of the most beautiful see, shot films. See, see? <laughs> Adam talks about the artistic part of the movie, which is not a bad thing. That's what he loves. And I talk about they blew stuff up. It was good. 
Well, there you go. I'm I'm the redneck of the group. <laughs> they blowed shit up. They're blowing it up. It's <laughs> great. Did you see that explosion? What are they going to say this week? Yeah, well, no, it's like for me, I'm just sort of like, I I just don't want them rehashing like a bunch of old stuff, especially if they can't bring something new and interesting to it is kind of my biggest point is if they can't make Galaxy Quest this TV show as good or better than the movie then just stop like I agree let's make something else let's focus on something else like it just doesn't make sense if you're just going to use the name as a cash grab I think Ooh, excuse me. Burping up that beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... I, I want to see what the premise of the show is going to be. I want to see, are we just going to do a TV show set in the Galaxy Quest universe like it was yeah. a show? how about this? Let's, let's riff about this for a second. Okay. What if it is, like, it's not the NSC protector. What if it's another ship that's, like, kind of like... Star Trek, where it's like, it's the Voyager to the Enterprise. It's a different ship, different crew. I could be down for that. I'd be okay with it, but just do it well if you're going to do it. If you're just going to do it as a cash grab, then fuck off. But but yeah, that's... I don't want to see... Because I doubt they're going to get... Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver and Tony Shalhoub and yeah, all them. Back. I got it too. It's like they're not gonna come back. So like, why not have it be the whatever the the Centron? Yeah, as something a ship. in that universe. But and we reference maybe the characters exactly. But we don't need to focus on the characters. Yeah, and you could still have like yeah, this like it was the whatever the alien crew that. Or the aliens that built this. Yeah. But have it be this whole thing where it's like, it's a new crew, new yeah. new cast. Maybe new Tim Allen appears as the Admiral sending this crew off on their mission or something. Or not even just be like, in the historical documents you see yeah. them. But I'm just sort of like, let's come up with a new idea. That's all I want. Okay, fair enough. So... We'll get back on track here with this. My hot take on this movie... Because that was my hot take. Yeah, but... which is fine. <laughs> um, so my hot take on this would be... Maybe... If you do the TV series... I, I Like I said, like you said, I, I agree. Let's not recast anybody and let's not have this. But... I almost want to go, and I guess it's kind of a hot take because I think it's kind of controversial. 
I would want to go meta where it's maybe not even a TV show in the universe of what Galaxy Quest is. Maybe it's real life. It's real life. They are the actors filming this. This is the daily grind of filming the show. That could be it's, good. The first season is them struggling because it's not successful. Yeah. It's um, We're not getting the views. We're not getting the views. And, and maybe they kind of become a viral hit because someone's something stupid on TikTok or something like that. Yeah. I'd love to see that kind of aspect of it where mm-hmm. it's like, we're trying to make this show... It'd even be funny if it was based on because someone loved the movie as a cult classic and they decided it's going to be a, a great show and they're selling yeah. it to the executives and we follow that process. Yeah. Um, but that's my other hot take with this would be, I think we talked about it last week a little bit, CGI. This one, I felt... Holds up a little better. Yeah. I think the only place where it was like... A lot of practical effects yes. on this on this set. Um, so I was kind of... That, I give it, like, my thumbs up because uh, I'm a big practical effects guy, so. No worries. Um, All right, Adam. So that wraps up Galaxy Quest. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before we dive into anything substantial, we're going to do our Geek Wreck of the Week. Yes. It's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend? So, Matt, do you want to take it away first? Yeah, I'll take it away. So, um, first recommendation, because this is my actual geek rec, um, is I've been playing the Breath of the Wild sequel, Tears of the Kingdom. And I know Megan brought it up on her episode, because she was diving into it, but I, I recommend it highly. It's, it's a good, successful sequel. Um, I would almost say you could have it not interconnect to the last game, and it'd be just as good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the creative aspects of it where you this get This is like the stuff. first one that really like I mean I'm not a big Zelda lord Neither am I but this is like one of the ones that actually like connects directly to the last one Yeah and there's, I know there's other like I'm sure there from what I've seen there's like a Game Boy game that was a direct sequel to an N64 game yeah. and so on and so forth I'm not a big Zelda fan in terms of Breath of the Wild was the first Zelda game I played in depth mm-hmm. um, by myself. Um, just was not something I got into when I was younger. Um, but I like the creative aspects. You know, the last one is like, hey, let's be creative in terms of use your magnesis to pull the treasure chest or make a bridge to get this one item. Mm-hmm. This is more like, hey, we're going to give you these ancient devices that you can build shit with and experiment. And so... Make a penis. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that yet. But case in point, like earlier today, I was... And it's kind of fun because it's still the map of Hyrule, but now there's a sky world and an underworld you can explore too. Okay. And the main level of Hyrule has changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going back through a section that I remember how much I hated it in Breath of the Kingdom. And I'm like, oh, there's a shrine over here. So I go to this cave. There's no shrine, but I blow up some stuff. And I'm like, oh... I have to build a shrine. There's some quests where you have to take a crystal and take it to a location and a shrine appears. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it laser points where the shrine's going to be. Yeah. And so I find the crystal and I'm like, well, I can't get it across this gap. How do I do this? And I break another rock and go, oh, here's a wing. Oh, here's two fans and here's two rockets. Let me just attach everything together, get on top of the control unit and turn on the rockets and I just blast out of the waterfall and have control. I'm like, oh, I can fly this thing across mm-hmm. the gap and 
I was like, this worked really well on my first try because I've tried some examples of stuff where it's like, I'm going to make this thing and I get on and I hit it and it's made of wood and it just crumbles and yeah. I'm just falling to my death. <laughs> so that's my wreck of the week is Tears of the Kingdom. What is not my wreck of the week, because it obviously hasn't come out, it's just been a trailer. We talked about it briefly at the beginning. They officially have announced Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake. What, you're not recommending it? Oh, I am. I'm going to recommend it, but... When you play it. When I play it, I just... Oh. What has Konami come out with recently that's been of quality? Death Stranding. But that was all the Kojima. Yeah, but it's still under the Konami brand, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but that was a while ago. Yeah. So, I don't know. I My problem is, like, I'm like, is Konami running out of ideas? No, I think it's more of... The series is twenty, almost thirty years old. We haven't had a next gen remake of any of the games besides the original to GameCube. I want Dino Crisis. God <laughs> damn it! You don't want Ape Escape. <laughs> um, but not only they really remaking three with the original voice cast and obviously re completely remake. It's not a re re release. It's a remake. But they're re-releasing 1, 2, and 3 as they were when it came out on PlayStation and PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. With those level of graphics. Yeah. Which I'm okay with because it was a great series. Yeah. Adam, what's your geek rec? So, um, I'm going to go with another um, book. All right. Rec of the week. Adam, I figure Adam we gotta, good. We got to... I, I read good. He bookends it. Um, but uh, have you ever heard of uh, Stephen Graham Jones... No. Okay. So, um, he's, I guess, from Texas, Native American man, uh, writes a ton of horror, um, kind of books, and I, uh, have just started reading one called The Only Good Indians. Um. 2021. Yeah. And it's fantastic so far. It's a, it's a pretty, like, about an eight hour read if you do it on audible but um i really like it so um kind of a wendigo story um so definitely uh check that one out i i, I always like to uh throw out like an extra like i felt like we've been just doing movies and games and such yeah he's a colorado uh yeah he person too. teaches at uh cu boulder yeah he lives in gun barrel which is just outside yeah which i've been yeah it's a small unincorporated town on this east side of boulder yeah so um but yeah definitely uh check it out apparently a bunch of people are like really trying to get him to or like get a movie made of some of his books oh. um which I would love, but uh, I'm pretty early on, but so far, so good. All right. Well, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, before we wrap it this week, Adam, we're going to do another round of uh, top five. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so we're not doing 1999 sci-fi movies. We're doing something not in this genre at all. All right. Well, let's see what you got. We're going to do 1990 Disney afternoon TV shows. Okay. So, 
This takes us back to our elementary school days. The first one I'm going to give you is Gargoyles. Gargoyles, I'll probably put at number three. Three? Okay. Next up, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh. <laughs> number two. Okay. That's solid. Uh, we're going to go with Darkwing Duck. With number four. I just don't oh, know what, is, what else is coming up. I know. I, I know it's coming up, but Darkwing Duck will be my number one no matter what. Just because right. I love it's, Darkwing it's Duck. It's great. Tailspin. Oh. Tailspin's number one. All right. So you've got one, three, and four. Uh, we're going to go with the first version, DuckTales. Oh, God damn it. So that, that's going to fall at five. five. Yep. So there's your five. We've got number one, Tailspin. Number two, we've got Chippendale. Darkwing Duck at four, Gargoyles at three, and DuckTales at five. That's not a bad list. Yeah, it's not. But... I mean, I could have thrown in some really crappy ones like Aladdin or, uh, uh, what was it, Bonkers. Yeah, never got into those. No, Tailspin was probably, it'd be hard for me to rank Tailspin and Darkwing Duck, because those are both two of my favorites. They're, they're very good. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that wraps up another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast, the uh, podcast where we talk about Geeky topics like 1990s Disney cartoon shows. Or Galaxy Quest. <laughs> or 1990s sci-fi films. Yeah. So, uh, you know, before you guys uh, turn this episode off, make sure you give us a like, follow, subscribe, comment, tweet, twoop, uh, trop. Trop. What's a trop? I don't know. Oh, I, I know what twooping is, but it's tweeting while pooping. Oh. Well. That's a twoop. <laughs> um, you know, let us know how you feel about us at Geek Drink Pod. Like I said, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, uh, hotgirlfreecams.com. Yes. Um, as well as all social media platforms. But thank you guys for listening to episode 41. We're going to have to definitely plan something for episode 50 if we if we don't get canceled before then. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, folks. Well, thanks again. You guys have a great geek week. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye. has been another episode of the have a drink with some geeks podcast all content copyright geek drink pod 2023